As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. brown girl, you are so Best-selling author of Sugar Hill and the publisher of Delphine Publications, and you are tuned into Traces of Mika Season Two, The Other Side of Healing. Howdy, guys! Tamika Newhouse here, and I am joined with fellow entrepreneurs and single mothers for episode four of Traces of Mika. I want to explore my own journey as a mother and an entrepreneur with Melody and Monica this evening, um, so that you guys can kind of. Give me some encouragement. I give you some encouragement. We talk about um, our experiences, our joys, our highs, our lows, and hopefully someone kind of gets inspired or ignites some, you know, some ideas for them. So first of all, thank you, ladies, for joining me. So I'm going to allow you ladies to give us a little bit more of your background. Um, Our common denominators here is we are entrepreneurs. We own businesses. We are mothers. Um, we're black women, um, but take us a, a little bit into exactly who you are, what you do. Melody, you can go first. So my name is Melody. I own a boutique PR firm here in Atlanta, based, based in Atlanta. Um, I have been a publicist, honestly, for about a year and a half now. Okay. But I have worked with some amazing people, um, including Kumodi, Moyeta Shaw, okay. um, Ebony Electra, they some work with Kenny Burns, Q Parker. Um, there's a great upcoming rapper, DJ the Rapper, um, with Lil Boosie's uh, label. All right, all right. A lot of different things. Um, I am a single mom. Um, I have three, two small children, a pair of three-year-old twins. Ooh, Lord. Three-year-old twins. Okay, yes. Three-year-old you know twins. Go ahead and sit back. I know you need a little Jesus. <laughs> three? Three. And two? No. Two of them. They're both three. three years old. Gotcha. Boy and a girl. And I have a 10-year-old. My ten-year-old also owns a company. He's a photographer. Okay. And he's an actor. Love this. So you get him started early. Yes. I love that. And you know, my son kind of identifies with that journey too. Mm-hmm. Like I, I got him started in my path of kind of seeing my yes. own journey by bringing him on the road yes. with me. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of in turn just ignited his own little entrepreneurial journey himself. So. I guess that's kind of like a given there. Right. Mo, take me and you know, I know a little bit about you, but for folks who do not know uh, who you are, take us a little bit into your journey, what you do. So, um, my name is Monica Young. They call me Mo. Um, I've been in entrepreneurship for a very long time. So, it, it may have started 
and owning like business like UPS store and things of that nature. Um, however, I got more into the entertainment business. So um, I do have a consulting, management consulting company. Um, I also do producing. So I'm mm -hmm. producing a couple episodes right now for a network. Um, I also um, am an on-air <laughs> radio personality. Um, I've been in radio for over 12 years now. So I was in DC, now I'm in Atlanta. Um, so I, I have an array of things. I'm an author. Right. So Definitely. I, that's how we met. Right. Uh, that's how we met. She, she, you know, to me, it kind of inspired me at that point. You know, really? as far as, remember our, our content, we'll go over that later. But I okay. contacted her. <laughs> when I wrote my first book, I contacted her in regards to some consulting. And you told me the steps by steps of what to do. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So from there, you know, I wrote a book. Um, I've written scripts and things of that nature. Just kept growing. Um, I do have three children. I have two daughters um, and a son. One of them is in acting. Um, I do have a stepson. He's a producer and a director in L.A. So our family's very well rounded in mm -hmm. the, you know, movie industry. So I'm just looking to put my movies out there and I just do me all the time. So you're still creating and I know your mm -hmm. children are of age now, mm -hmm. but I'm pretty sure you have a lot of stories that um, I could probably even or probably live, currently living now as far as trying to juggle, you know, their growth and, you know, and their influence and, you know, guiding them. I'm in the middle gray age with my son. My daughter is turning. 18s. I got like a grown woman now. So it's like, it's a, I'm in a different space. Um, so take me ladies into your journey, how you balance both because parenting for me is, I ain't too much in all the way enjoy because I did it by myself for the most part. I didn't really have a really good, strong partnership in it. So I'm really curious to, you know, learn about you ladies, how you kind of juggle both of it. Did you take your children on the road with you? Like, like, how was that? Well, take me to that place. Oh, well, I could start. So um, in the midst of doing all this, like I probably was overprotective. Okay. Right. So I took my kids everywhere I went, no yeah. matter what I was doing. I made sure they were there. I made sure that they knew what I was doing to the point where they were like, Mom, I really don't even, I don't care about this. Like, <laughs> this is what you want to do. It's not what we want to do. You know, we want to go out and have fun. So I think for me, I had to take a step back and kind of, take responsibility and ownership of what's important to me, what's going to be beneficial to them and important to them and kind of merge them together to the point where let's split the time. You know what I mean? Let's do what mommy wants to do, mm -hmm. but it's still going to help you grow with the stuff that you want to do. Right. So for instance, learning how to run a business, learning how to do different things, learning how to take phone calls, learning how to talk to people, learn how to make yourself present in, you know, deals and learning how to say, accept no's and yeses will help you as far as anything that you're trying to, you know, catapult in your life, whether going to high school, mm -hmm. going to college, getting out there on your own. So it kind of puts you at that level where they're like, oh, I saw my mom do that. So now yeah. I know how to do that. Um, and it also... In the beginning, I just felt like a lot of times I was a little bit too overprotective with bringing it. So my kids were like, they didn't want to do it. They didn't understand it. So now, years later, they appreciate it. Like my the oldest daughter, she's getting to act and she said, I know what it's about now. And I appreciate it. And I watch you. You know, I didn't appreciate when you were doing it because mm -hmm. I felt like I didn't have all of my mom. So when you were on the radio and you were going to D.C., 
I didn't, you know, you were gone, you know what I mean? Or you took us and we were here and I, I just had to sit in the back. She said, I didn't get my mom. She said, but now I understand the grind and the hustle. Mm -hmm. I'm waiting for that conversation. I haven't had that. <laughs> Still waiting for that where they where she get it. You know, they yeah. understand there's their appreciation. So I'm not there yet. So I'm I'm excited for you. So there is lights at the end of the tunnel. You know what? Every people think it's not. I think that there's a light after every at the end of every tunnel. There's a light. It's just how fast you get to the light. Because a yeah, lot of people yeah. you have blockages are going on the way. Mm -hmm. So someone's thinking, I can't do it. And they turn around and start going backwards. So now you're not going to the end of the tunnel. You're going back to the dark part. You're going yeah. back to where you started from. You're not trying to see the light. But if you keep moving and just feel, you know what, I can do it. It doesn't matter what that person says, that person. That's that's what we get mm -hmm. in depth with, what other people say. Yes. Because what other people say stops you. Yes. You know, it doesn't... How many times has someone told you, you that you couldn't do something? Or I thought that was a bad idea. Mm -hmm. You take a moment, you go, hmm, you might be right. Let me let me pause for a minute. Mm -hmm. Had you kept going, you would have saw something saw else. Saw something different. Mm -hmm. Melody, take me to your space. So my situation is a little different. Um, my 10-year-old has never really seen me work outside of my own company. Gotcha. Before I was a publicist, I was a natural hairstylist. Okay. So he always, I was always available for him. School things, mm -hmm. I was never, I've never missed it. I was always on PTA, blah, blah, blah. Well, fast forward to, um, I was kind of forced into single motherhood. Okay. Um, I am a survivor of domestic violence. And one morning I woke up and we had a two parent household and my, you know, it was a five of us. Went to bed that night. I was single mom. Gotcha. So it mm. was almost like um, having to jump from one to another, you know, and I didn't have a chance to really say, I didn't have a chance to really say, okay, what am I gonna do? It was like, you have to figure it out. Your kids mm -hmm. are looking at you and they're watching. My babies were one, they were, they had just turned a year old a month before. And so here I was stuck with these two one-year-olds and an eight-year-old and I was like, okay, what am I gonna do? Right. So um, I've always been a writer I literally started out writing, my mom and I were pen pals, I told you this already, my mom and yeah. I were pen pals when I was in the first grade. And um, she really pulled that writer out of me. She would always say, oh, you write so well, you read so well. So um, I've always been a writer. And so a good friend of mine, she said, um, hey, I think I want you to be my publicist. And I was like, what is that? I had no idea. I grew up in a small town in Alabama. And she said, I want you to be my publicist because you're really, really good at writing. And I was like, Okay. Google what a publicist is, you know? So, okay. <laughs> what in the world Google is this? Google is our friend. Yeah, this is 2018. <laughs> and um, she said, I want you to um, help me with an event. Um, and I said, okay, that's no problem. And then another guy that we know from there, he's a rapper. He wanted me to write some a bio for him. And then he said, I want you to write up something that'll let me interview. I'm thinking, what? Of course, it's now it's a press release. It's a pitch. Mm. No idea what those even was were. I Googled the format of those and, okay. All right. Okay. So now I'm a publicist, right? Okay. Um, I got one of my mentors here in Atlanta. He's a well-known publicist here. And that is where my career catapulted, like that. Now with my children, it's very interesting because um, they have had to learn that mommy is not going to always be home. Right. Not always going to be there. Um, my 10-year-old, he really had a hard time at first. 
know, he would say, Mama, I really miss you. You know, you're gone all day or you're gone mm-hmm. all nights. Or the, uh, we have a nanny now and she would pick him up from school and she would, they would come home and he would be like, I didn't see you all night. You didn't, mm-hmm. you know, where were you? And so when he got older, you know, I explained more to him, whatever, but as he's gotten older, he understands now, okay, well, mom has to work. You know, this is how we, the house is taken care of. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I want all these great things. I want this new camera and all this great stuff. And so I'm going to make sure that, you know, I help my 10 year old is, I, I could have asked for a better kid. It sounds like my son. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I think my son was maybe three years old and he came into my room and I was packing up. I was going to another event. At this point, I think I was maybe 23, 24. And I was like at the, the height of my book career. Every weekend I was somewhere. Every month I was definitely catching a flight, um, doing book signings and basically just enjoying this time. Mm-hmm. And he was upset. He came in and he was like, uh, why are you leaving again? Uh, why can I go? And he was about three then, too small to really take on the road. And I explained to him, well, you know, mama has to go, you know, you like Burger King. So I have to go get you some, you know, some Burger King money. Mm-hmm. And so when I told him that, he was like, oh, okay. And he just understood, <laughs> like it was okay then. And then I told him, I, uh, I let him know when you get older, maybe about like five or so, I'm going to start taking you on the road with me. And he's been on the road ever since. Junior can outsell almost any Arthur that I know. Like, I would take him to festivals. He's five, six years old. He'll grab my books, and he would just talk to every single person that would walk by, sell it. He could tell you what it's about. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'd tell you how much it is. He would direct you over to the table. He's like six, like, doing this. And so he used to outsell everybody. So I used to, me and Jeans is the road. That's, that's my dude. <laughs> uh, that's my dude. So I, I really found a way to kind of make it work a little bit with my children by just bringing them into my space. But listening to your story, Melody, kind of reminds me of my story just a little bit on how I even became a single mother. Yes. I don't think we, nobody wakes up, well, we used to didn't. Like now right. things like we even have babies for as an accessory bag. But um, back then, nobody really wanted to be a single mother. We weren't trying to have no baby by ourselves. Right. Well, I'll say this. Um, I was married for over 15 years. I was with him for 20. So um, similar stories. It's crazy. A little similar. Um, so when I decided to leave, we decided to get a divorce. You do wake up and say, okay, what, where are we going now? What, what do you do from here? Because that's your support system. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that, you know, if you are picking him up, he's picking him up, or, you know, he's preparing dinner, you pick, whatever it is, you know, financially, whatever, you know, businesses are running, everything is going, and it's like your support system. But when the bottom falls out, mm-hmm. that's where, for me, was different because I've always been fortunate enough. You know, I had a two-parent household. I grew up in a two-parent house. My grandparents two-parent. So yeah. for me, I had this whole thing. Like you know, even though you may have been you hit me, been abusive, I'm not going away. The parents stay together forever. You know, I will just yeah. walk around, not say anything. Um, and I think for me, like once it happened, for that two years, I lost myself yeah. into. I don't know who my kids are. I don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I didn't want to hear anything. I didn't want to see anybody. I stayed from work to in the bed. Yep. So 
that part of my life was like gone. Like yeah. I don't even remember like those two years. I can't tell you. Yeah, I've been there. So um, I said it to say, you know, similar situations for people who get out of domestic situations, why they don't leave, or however the case may be. But um, I had a good friend that kind of called me one day and was just like, "I, this is not you. You know, you've you've always been that independent person, strong. Like, what is your problem?" And she had to give me a reality check to to the point where I sat there and cried for like two days because I had to check myself. And then I'm sitting there, I'm like, I'm hurting my kids. And that's something that I never, ever wanted to do. Amongst that, I was hiding from my mom, Mm -hmm. from my dad, from my sisters, from people, you know. And I would go out, I would go to family, smile, they'd be like, you good, Mm -hmm. I'm good, I'm good. Inside, I was ripped apart. So, I've been writing poetry ever since I was nine years old. And I think like those, like that next six months after that too, I just started writing everything. Like just started writing down everything that I felt, everything. Till it afforded me to like, my friends was like, okay, let's do this radio thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to be on the radio. Like, I don't want people to hear me. I don't want anybody to hear anything about me. But I felt like doing it, it was such... It was for me, it's therapy. Mm-hmm. So I was able to, and the funny part about it is, you know, I have a degree in psychology. So it's like, I should be able to therapize my daughter's self. Right. I can therapize anybody <laughs> but to do that, but I can't therapize myself. <laughs> but being on the radio helped me help other people, but it helped me too. Like it helped me come out and say exactly what happened in my marriage. Mm-hmm. Exactly taking mm-hmm. accountability, you know, for things that had happened. It was yeah. my fault or his fault. Or even saying, like, you know, you actually did put your hands on me. Yeah. Never said that before. No one ever knew. You know, just kind of kept it, you know, to myself. Never said anything. But it allowed me to have those therapeutic moments. We even named part of the show most therapeutic moments. Where I'm just, going <laughs> you know I mean? just going. <laughs> just go in and just, just therapize and just let it all out. And I think that I, I did the same with my own writing. Like, even my book here, Cookie, A Footwork Story, is based off of my own uh, life from, like, high school on up to early 20s on just the choices and the experience I went through. But writing it mm-hmm. was therapy for me, just to be able to get it out. Um, because sometimes when we, we live it, but we don't really deal with it, right. face it, mm-hmm. um, heal from it, get through it. We kind of just keep moving forward. Um, so writing has always been therapy for me. Melody, I know you said you also, yes. you wrote, so take mm-hmm. us to some of your writing. So, you know, and it's funny how when she said about, you know, you hiding people from, I became a single mom, August, 2018. From August to December, I went, I went like a slow downward spiral. I was depressed. Right. Um, the week after I became a single mom, I told on my car. So now I have to figure out, okay, I got this. You know, my broken ribs and all this kind of stuff. Okay, what am I going to do? And we don't have any family here. He's going through it. I really was. And I kept thinking in August for the past, since 2000, about 15 August has always been a rough month for me. And I was like, oh, God, here's August. And all these things mm-hmm. happen. I'm like, oh, my God, August. You know, so <laughs> I always associate literally the month of August to like. Dooms is coming. What's going to happen. Day. You know, so. um I remember, I vaguely remember, like you said, it was kind of, it's kind of hard now to think about and say, oh my God. I remember um, go, waking up, of course, you know, my 10 year old, he was eight. He turned nine. 
um, he would make them breakfast. I taught him how to cook eggs. He'd make them eggs. Um, lunch, I would say, whatever you want to eat. I'll, Uber eats it, I'll get it. Okay, whatever. Dinner, what do y'all want to eat? I'll, get, I'll have it delivered. Right. They ate pizza probably about a week <laughs> for about a whole, maybe a week and a half for dinner. For lunch, they ate some of everything. What, whoever would deliver. Right. Um, I got up to use the bathroom. My babies were potty training, so I would get up to change them if they had accidents, and I would get in my bed. Mm. I did not go anywhere. I wore sweats. My hair was kind of like whatever. I didn't care. You know, and I knew I had to pull this together, but the more I fell into that hole, I kind of pulled myself out and put myself in at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it was like a struggle within myself. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to tell anybody because mm-hmm. it's embarrassing. Yeah. I can't tell my mom because, you know, I'm the middle child. And so it's always like you're the most independent and you're strong. Yep. How did you let this exactly. happen to you? Mm-hmm. I can't believe you let this happen to you. Mm-hmm. And now she never said that. But I know that is what I would have gotten. You know, what? Why didn't you tell us? Well, how did you let this happen? How did you stay? Why would you stay, you know, in a situation like that? Um, I didn't tell anybody. My best friend called me, and it's funny you say that about your friends mm-hmm. because they know you. My mm-hmm. best friend lives in Alabama, three hours away in Dothan, Alabama. And she was like, mm, I don't like this. <laughs> and I was like, what, girl? You know, like, mm-hmm. and she said, you are so funny. You so cool on Facebook, on Instagram. <laughs> but when I call you, you are totally different. You just bust out crying. And she was like, that's not you at all. And I was literally, I would just say, hey, Kari. You know, just bust out in tears. Mm. She was like, wait, you know. And I was, I was like, no, I'm just, I'm, my back hurts from that accident in August. And she was like, yeah, whatever. So she literally called me. She said, um, how are you feeling? I said, I don't feel like I, my kids don't deserve me. And I said, the only thing that's keeping me here is my children because I know I could I can't leave them here for mm-hmm. my themselves. And I told her, I said, um, they don't deserve me as their mom. <laughs> and she said, well, Mel, um, you don't have a choice. You don't have a choice, friend. You have to get yourself together. And if you need me to help you, I'm there. But your kids need you. Who else? She said, you know, nobody's going to do you like to those kids. Nobody's going to take care of those kids like you do. Nobody's going to spoil them like that. Nobody's going to handle them like that. And I told her, I said, you know what, you're right. And so she said, um, you need to get it together or I'm coming up there. And did you get it together? And I got it together. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a choice because I didn't want her coming up. Well, I need one friend. No, not at all. And I said, I need you. Uh, I, if, I, if I call you, I need you, friend. But I, I got it. She was like, no. But I think a lot of people, the, you know, we as women, we try to be strong. Mm-hmm. Um, because we do have kids, you know, mm-hmm. we try to, you know, put on the facade that everything is good, but people don't understand, like, you know, you, when you're breaking inside, you know, a lot of times you want to kind of deal with it yourself first mm-hmm. because you want to know what to say to somebody, right? you know, just like you said, you know, you just went into a hole. Um, during my time, you know, my mom had passed, mm. like my mom passed and that's what led me to do it. Cause she, my mom um, passed of cancer and right before, like she took her last breath, she told me, you know, I don't know what you're going to do. I'm not going to be here, but you're stronger than what you think. And I think that you need to, you know, exit stage left to Mm -hmm. so many words, you know, Mm -hmm. and I just took that for, I don't have time to listen to this right now. My mom is, you know, 
she's dying. Like right. you're telling me this, but the light bulb does go off after a certain amount of time and you realize like, this is it. And for me, like I didn't have anybody to talk to after that. Like you can't tell your sister, right. my dad, you know, I talked to my dad a lot, but he's a man, you know, right. he doesn't, he's, yeah. he's like almost stop crying. Mm-hmm. I just want you to understand. <laughs> I'm gonna be here for you. Whatever you need. I ain't trying to hear that. Like you know, I need more. Like I need something else. You know. And um, you know, so you, you take for what it was, and, and the only per- people you can lean on is your kids. Mm-hmm. But you got to be strong at the same time. You right. sitting there like faking it, like yeah, oh, I'm good. And they would come in my room and just sit. Right. And we didn't have the TV on. We didn't have anything on. And my my little baby said would come and just lay lay their heads on me. And my girl would say, Mama, are we okay, Mom? Are we okay? You know, and I would always tell him, it's us. It's the four of us. That's it. That's all we got. You know, it's just, we got to take care of each other. And he would come to my room and he would say, are we okay? And I was like, yeah, we're all right. He was like, you mean do anything for you? No, I'm okay. You make you some it's eggs? No, I'm okay. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> that was his thing. He loves eggs to this day. He's like, you some eggs? You cool? I'm like, no, I'm okay. But... I literally had to be okay because I saw they were starting to be, you know, it was it was, it was, it was affecting mm-hmm. affecting them. Definitely. And I, I want to ask both of you ladies this question because this is something that I struggle with. Mm-hmm. Um, just a lot of my stories align with you guys as far as my mother passing, mm. dealing with violence and abuse and uh, being uh, betrayed. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to kind of work through those emotions, but while being a mother, and you know how they say we gotta be strong, we can't seem weak, and you know, we can't even appear to be weak because our children are there. Like we don't have the time, nor do are we given the time or the chance to just be or to cry or to be in that, that space of just weakness where right. we just need, we need a moment. Yes. I struggled with that for a long, long, long time on keeping up that strong persona like year by year a little bit more would chip away and I got weaker and weaker and weaker till I just had like this complete breakdown mm-hmm. and I feel that your children they get the great parts of you but they also get some of your bad parts yes. mm-hmm. and especially when they are in your care 24-7 they're exposed to all of you mm-hmm. versus when their other parents is not in the house they get to just say hi bye and they don't get to be held accountable for anything. Mm-hmm. So, and I had to work my way through that too. Mm-hmm. Like, wait a minute, this ain't fair. I ain't right. signed it for causes, that. It causes it's not resentment. fair. It causes resentment. It does. Mm-hmm. And so I had to work through that as well because I'm not human. I'm not a robot. I'm doing my best and I'm doing bad. Like, mm-hmm. it's always something. Like, if I do this, okay, then I have to go here just to be the best mom or be mm-hmm. be present, not miss, you know, any school activities, make sure they go to the best schools and, you know, just making sure your, your, your children have way more than you have. So my question to you is, um, do you have that same fear or did you have that same fear or um, where you felt that your children was at work exposed to those negative sides of you that you... You know, you can do, like, right. they saw it, like. I always say, you know, I never want my kids to grow up needing therapy from what they, from how their childhood was. Right. And I try my hardest to show, I'm a whole different person than I was until the 18. I show my emotions and I really don't care how people feel about it. I'm very emotional, obviously. 
But that's good that you do that. <laughs> yeah, I struggle with that too. I I couldn't cry for nothing. Now mm. I can cry. I'm good. My my, <laughs> I tell them, hey, if you need a break, if you need a minute, you know. Now it's just like I said, it's just the four of us, and my babies are three, and my oldest is ten, so that's a huge age gap. He gets along with them really well, but then at the same time, he wants to be away. Right. So I do tell him, hey, if you need a minute from us, <laughs> let me know. Mom, yeah. I, if you want to take a second, if you don't feel well about something, I'm not feel comfortable. I let him know that it's okay to express those feelings. I'm not going to always be strong. Your mama's not a simple woman, period. And um, I will let him know that, you know, he would say, Mom, is this fair that you're always doing things for us? Mm. And I would tell him, absolutely not. How nice that he asked that question, though. Like, he for is him very, to ask yes. and be aware of that. He's very aware, especially of my feelings. He would say, Mom, is this fair? Or he would sometimes say, um... You're just moving too fast. You need to take a break. You know, you mean to, you know what? You're right. I'm gonna take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go to my room and I'll look today and take a nap. But um he does ask often, he'll say, Is this fair that it's just you? Because I know that it'll probably be a little bit easier if we had help. And mm. I would say, you know what? You're absolutely right, it's not fair. Mm. However, this is not the job I'm gonna give up on. You know, I'm gonna make sure that you guys yep. have everything you guys need. They really have all they want, their right. wants, but I they have imagine. everything they need. Everything, but at the same time, they he he does work for the things that he has. So it's not just like you know. At one point, I felt like I had to give him gifts to kind of overcompensate from for being the only parent. Yeah, and give him extra, just go out my way, just just wild stuff, you know. But um, he understands now that there is you have to work for these things. Yeah, like I do, you know. He does his chores and. When yeah. he goes with, he comes along with me now and he does his little photography and he's doing a really good job with it, but he gets paid. I pay him if the, you know, the client, doesn't. but the clients mm-hmm. have been paying. So that's good. That's mm-hmm. the beautiful journey that y'all going on. I love that. Thank you. Good. Well, take me to your, your space as far as those ugly moments that you felt that were out of your control that your children were exposed to. I have quite few, <laughs> quite few. <laughs> um, I think for me, like now, you know, my my son is twenty five, and during that whole time, he was, you know, he was like in high school and stuff. So, mm-hmm. like, he seen it as that's my mom. If someone makes my mom cry, mm-hmm. or someone does something to my mom, they got a problem with me, mm-hmm. and I'm going to deal with it. That kind of, yeah. Right. Um, to the point where I think with my son, he's a, like a no-nonsense person. Like, he's like, okay, I, I know women cry. <laughs> okay, I know they get emotional. I know you're supposed to talk about it. But he's more or less, he's more like a, a solutionary type person. Let's find ways to make these things work. Let's find ways to make you happy. Let's find ways to, you know... Not overboard, like no, no other mm-hmm. man can come in here and make you happy. You know, I'm talking about me. You know, there's five ways to make you happy. Um, so I have like three different versions, you know. Like my son is very protective and, you know, like in me now dating. Like he's like, I don't care who he is. <laughs> you don't need, I love you. What, what do you need? Oh, I don't know. You know, oh, yeah. I love you. You don't need nobody to tell me you need love. I'm like, wait a minute. Right. Hold on. Mama needs love. Right. You got me. Yeah, but you got a whole fiance with it. You got me, mom. You don't. Oh, you don't wow. need. So 
that's one spectrum. Then my, my oldest daughter, who's 27, that she took more of it, like took more of me, you know, going through it because she was right there by my side. You know, mom, anything I could do, you know, I, I wish I could make you feel better. I wish I could take it away from you. So she took everything on because then she was taking care of her brothers and sisters while I was, you know, mm -hmm. in Pluto somewhere. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now she feels like she does have a like, she does say periodically, um, you know, back then, I just think that you didn't understand how much you was putting on me mm. because you were doing, you know what I mean? You were in your own little space in your feelings. And she'll say something, so I'm in my feelings now because she's going through something. I'm in my feelings now, so um, I need you to address it. <laughs> now's your time. Right, you know. Um, the youngest one, she was a little bit, I mean, she's in college now, but she was at that age when that was going on. She's too young to know about it. Right. She just knows, like, the good stuff. So she just has no, like, no regulation or anything. So when things happen, she's sitting there, like, I kind of told y'all your lesson. She's sitting there like, oh, you got it. You know, just take care of it. I ain't got time. I got two parents. They're great. They get along now. Hey, I need, I need love. I need this. I need that. What's up? <laughs> so she doesn't know when her sisters and brothers say, yo, mommy was tripping back then. What? You know? <laughs> like, yeah. tripping. Yeah. Tripping. He was tripping back then. You know, so but I take every experience as a learning lesson. Mm -hmm. And every experience, because I even started a foundation like six years ago. Um, and it was for single moms, it was for um women of color that actually needed someone to talk to. And we uh -huh. would meet and we had like seminars and we would meet um, twice a week and we would have a seminar twice a week, twice a week. Wow. Oh, and wow. we would have a seminar like every six months where all the ladies came together and they just, we did monologues. That's how monologues uh -huh. of what they felt. So they would do like two to three minutes monologues of any experience they had from the last time. So everyone could sit and talk to them. And kind of, you know, pour into them. Like, you know, we're all sisters here. Yeah. Tell us about what happened. And they would just do a monologue. And that's so needed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So important. And it, it helped. Because a lot of stuff you would see and people would pour into that. People were, I mean, they were like waiting for this. Like, oh my God, I can't wait to tell y'all okay. exactly what happened. Mm -hmm. So just think about it. You, you're doing, the first time, I mean, because I had to be the first one to do a monologue, you know. It takes you back. It's a lie. It's draining. Mm -hmm. You know, so you go back to everything that ever happened within that time period. But again, when you think about it and you are kind of purging all that, yeah. you're letting it all out. So when you do that and people are there that have been in the same situation or there's someone there that you can relate to, that can give you advice, you feel a whole lot better. Mm -hmm. mm. That's why I'm always, you know, I'm always like, I can help you. <laughs> this is true. You know, anyway, I mean, so you know me. I just, every time I'm like, what is it that you need? You need to talk to me something? This is true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I got you. Like, you know, I find myself kind of taking on that more of that. We talked about before, taking a lot of that on with various people. You know what I mean? Like, I'm taking on to the point where, but then when they start crying and stuff, then I'm like, okay. I don't want to take myself that far in the emotion, mm -hmm. but I want to be there enough and give you some advice where you understand, like, it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. It may not seem like that today, but it's going to be all right. 
So my ladies, take me into your entrepreneur journey. You, you tell me about some of the things that you do. Um, but how has that been even now? So take me to your space now. I know more of your children are older and they're kind of navigating through life and discovering oh, wow. themselves. Mine's is aging, likewise, soon will be <laughs> discovering themselves. Melody, you got a long time ago. But at any event, take us into your space now. What are you guys doing? Um, and how are you, how does that, you know, overlap in, you know, your motherhood, that journey? It ain't overlap nothing, because I'm just... <laughs> you living your best life. She's like, wait up. Right now, I'm living my you best free. life. I am free. <laughs> free as a bird. No, but I'm still having to... I'm still a mother, no matter what. I'm still getting calls. I'm still... Mom, I need to talk to you. Mom. And do you do y'all talk every day? Okay, so my youngest one that's in college, five times a day, twenty oh my times gosh. a day. She FaceTime. <laughs> she probably was FaceTime right now, like trying to say she FaceTime like it, it's like a, an addiction, you know, to the point where sometimes I don't answer, I pick up and say, up. Can you give me a minute? I I'll call you back. My son, I try to call my son like because I know he's going through, you know, he's he's engaged. I want him to enjoy that. Mm -hmm. He'll call me like, you ain't call me today. All right. So it could be every other day with him. Okay. My oldest daughter, um, it was every day in the morning because we kind of picked up with me and my mom. Me and my mom used to talk every morning before I went to work. So we kind of talk before she goes to work. And she goes, you know, how you doing? How the day? Mm -hmm. And then that could be it. But then, like... In the evening, it could be like every two days or whatever. But okay. if they don't see, if I don't call them or they see the activity on social media, <laughs> they on my phone. Hello, what you doing? What are you up to? Where are you going? You know, or if they see something, uh, where are you going now? Where, where, where are you? That kind of thing. You know, even to the point where, you know, and it's even my friends too. You know, like it's it's more or less. I'm living my best life. Mm -hmm. I'm creating projects. <laughs> I am assisting, you know, artists. I'm writing stuff. I'm having a great time, you know? That's nice. But That's at fun. the end of the day, I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm good. Don't, I don't need anybody that, I'm good right now. Yeah. Oh, really? I'm, I'm real good. <laughs> you know, I'm real good, you know? Oh, gosh. That's a, that's a topic for another episode. I'm saying, you know, you'll get there. You'll get yes. to. It took it took a long time to get to that point. But once you get there, it's so beautiful. Well, I can't wait. I'm patiently waiting. <laughs> I'm patiently waiting. Uh, so take me, take me to your day. So how is it looking currently right now? Currently right now, um, I feel like I just kind of fall into different things. Okay. Um, like I said, I've always been a writer, and I kind of fell into screenwriting. Weird. Okay. Um, a couple of months ago, I'm on this I'm in this group, and this guy was like, "Hey, I'm looking for people to help me write this documentary," and I'm like, "Okay," and he was like, "Oh my God, you're working!" So it literally went from there, and then I was now writing a script for like my own story, and it's crazy because it was like I never thought I would do this. I have a degree. In, I'm a, I have a degree in education. Right. I want to be an elementary school teacher. <laughs> I was doing that too. Um, and now I'm like, yeah. what was I thinking? I wouldn't but I, I would have not been a great teacher. Me either. I don't have patience. And I have the patience. <laughs> I don't think I think there's so many different you know, so much different politics in education now. Yes, now it is definitely. Yes. I wanted to do things like, oh guys, today this is gonna be dinosaur theme week. You know, but they don't do that. Yeah. You know, like, that type of teacher. Yeah, not like the SAT teacher. 
you know, they teach for the test. Just now. workbooks. Mm-hmm. Just hand workbooks, yeah. So now um, I do all these different things. I try when I do, when, I, when I'm pitching my clients, I do all my pitching and emailing at night when okay. my kids are asleep. And I save them as drafts. So in the morning, at 8 o'clock, I'm just pressing send. Well, um, you know, Google lets you schedule your emails. Really? Yes. So you don't have to do that anymore. So take that step out of your day. I guess I'm asleep. It's right. It's in it. Email me. I'm going to show you. Yes. I but yeah, so schedule your emails. That way you ain't got to get up mm-hmm. to make sure it goes out. Because I'll be setting my, if I'm going on vacation, uh-huh. I'll get all my work done and I'll have emails going out while I'm on vacation. Wow. And I'm always like, oh, at o'clock, Nope, you ain't got no more. I try to spend a lot of time with my kids, as much time as I can. Because um, I know that during the week, Monday through Friday, I'm literally like gone. Juggling, juggling, juggling different things. Working for different artists and different, you know, people in general. So when I do have downtime, it's like, oh, phone off, computer closed. Let's play Uno. I bet. <laughs> that is, so you're, you're finding a way to juggle. Oh, right? absolutely. And, and I'm and quick manage. to say, hey, I'm going to take a bath. And they know my baths are like three hours long. That's me too. <laughs> are we twins? <laughs> <laughs> I will take an infused bath and a heartbeat. Like, oh, obviously I'm a couple hours. I'm like, oh, okay. Don't interrupt. Do not knock on my door. That is like the the long time. That is something that I make sure I have to do on a daily basis. Daily basis. Yep. Uh, so, ladies, I know we got to wrap up. This yes. has been wonderful being able to learn more about your your journey as a mother and an entrepreneur. Yes. Um, I definitely want to commend you, ladies, on your journey, Mo, for getting through, Melly for maintaining, and myself yes. for maintaining because yes. it's not easy. Yes. It's really right. the one of the most complex and fulfilling and uh, most challenging experiences I think I'm gonna probably ever, 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 ever take. Like, I'm still trying to, you know, let go and not Mm -hmm. be so paranoid about my children's safety and who they talking to and did I teach them enough? Is she safe? Like, like, okay, so I'm trying to just, (laughs) so y'all pray for me. But in any event, ladies, tell everybody where they can find you, your social media, your websites, all that jazz. I almost said something funny, but I, I knew this what? was like comedic hour. <laughs> <laughs> you always trying to talk about comedic hour. You can find me. You can find me on any. On to... Okay, so let's close it out with. Um, we have a question from our producers. Oh, what what advice would you give like single mothers that are trying to like navigate and balance? Like, what was the easiest things that you guys kind of did? to um, be able to balance yourselves and motherhood and being an entrepreneur? For me, um, I have no family here. Um, so I've had to create a family. So for the best, mm-hmm. so the best way for me, I'm saying to repeat the question inside of your answer. You know oh, okay, okay. So the best way for me to balance motherhood and balance being an entrepreneur was um, to create the family that I needed. For myself and for my kids. Um, we have no family in the area. Our closest family is about an hour and 15 minutes away in Columbus. So I have had to um, reach out to people who I know. My neighbor, she's really good. Um, my Our nanny, we met her at the YMCA. Oh, wow. We were YMCA members and she was like, she worked at the counter. And she would keep them during like in the little play area. And so one day I said, do you babysit? Because you love my babies and... Will you babysit for me? She was like, oh my God, yes. And so that grew into her being my nanny. And um, I have other babysitters. Um, 
just other moms that I know that are in the area that we just literally say, hey, can you watch them for a couple of hours or can mm-hmm. Alice come over or can we just all kind of meet up somewhere? And so it has really helped um, having, building a network of people who I trust. Yeah. I did the same when I moved here mm-hmm. um, eight years ago because my family's all the way in Texas. Wow. So I didn't have anybody here and I have like a built-in family of, mm-hmm. of people that... I trust with my, my my space, my children, my secrets. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm with you. Like yes. if you do not have immediate family, then you can actually build one. Like yes. It's building relationships and taking the time mm-hmm. and getting to know them. So uh, that is my biggest advice. And then I have like this journal that I, I actually open up on a daily basis. And then my Google calendar on my phone goes off every day several times a day so i just keep myself organized in that yes. way and not just for work but for personal things too if i gotta you know do an errand if i got an appointment if junior has something to do if i have a school activity with the kids like it's all in there so being organized and then definitely building my own family i think for um for me balancing the advice that i would get uh for single moms is um don't be selfish mm-hmm. Um, again, with me, Tamika, Tamika knows time management is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, I have OCD, so I document yes. everything <laughs> at every point of the day. I have books and books everywhere. So I would think don't be selfish, um, time management, and take ownership and responsibility of other people's feelings, which are your little people. Yes. That's what I call me, little people's feelings. And again, you got to build a tribe around you, build people mm-hmm. that you can trust around you to, you know, insinuate that they're going to assist you with your kids or, you know, anything you do. Um, what I chose to do, again, my kids' ages were different. So my oldest kind of took care of the youngest. Mm-hmm. In the process, it kind of led me, you know what I mean, to mom, let's do this together. Let's okay. build and grind together. Yeah. So that's all I have to say, yes. except in a Good glass of wine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the wine every night. Every night. It's just something yes. I do every The wine night. definitely saves you. Like it, it mellows you out. Yes. Absolutely love the wine. Thank you so much, ladies, for sharing your journey on Tracy Zamika. And thank you guys for tuning in at the Tracy Zamika, the other side of healing. So I'm Monica Mo Elam. You can find me at Monica Mo Elam on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, Twitter. Uh, LinkedIn, <laughs> wherever you go. Everywhere. That's, that's where you'll find me. I am Melody, owner and principal publicist for Melody PRM Group. You can find me on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, of course, Instagram. And yep. Also, I'll be starting a new blog called Check Out My Melody. And you can find facts. I like that. Keep I like that. Like that. Oh, I'm sorry. Like a, a little disclaimer then. If I were to pop off, you know, on Saturdays. Oh, <laughs> you better shout it out. Yes. Because so. we popping off. I'm just joking. Uh-uh, not the gang gang. No, I'm, just, I'm sorry. Really? I'm sorry. Just have to, you know, sneak that I'm in sorry. there. <laughs> and y'all know where y'all can find me at. <laughs> right in this yellow couch. What we doing? Oh, my everything is my name. Tamika Newhouse.com and Cookie for Worst Store. Some stores everywhere. But Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, mm-hmm. uh, Snapchat, TikTok. 
Oh yeah, TikTok, TikTok is going down. Well, you can't download no more on TikTok, so but you can still be on it, right? Uh, Something uh, like that. Uh, but for now, I'm on there, and I have a blog on my website, which is TamikaNewhouse.com. Yeah.